2: check out the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts.
3: You are Locked On Panthers, your daily Carolina Panthers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
0: Okay, welcome in to another edition of the Locked On Panthers podcast. You already know I'm not going to do the usual deal that I do to start every show. Deshaun Watson's not coming to Carolina. Is anyone really shocked? We sat here, we've had the conversation throughout the offseason of what the Carolina Panthers could do to upgrade the roster at the quarterback position. Because Sam Darnold, like I told you when they traded for him, is not good. And he was never going to be a solution for Carolina, but yet, Matt Rule, Scott Fitterer, and everyone in that organization talked themselves into Sam Darnold after David Tepper, with two weeks left in the season in 2020, fired Marty Herney and said, we have to find a quarterback that can win a Super Bowl. If you don't have that quarterback, you need to be in constant pursuit of that quarterback. So that led to Teddy Bridgewater no longer being here in Carolina, being thrown under the bus, even though Teddy Bridgewater played exactly like he's played throughout his entire career. Came to Carolina, won five games, didn't have Christian McCaffrey, the defense was god-awful, and he had a college head coach in his first year, in Joe Brady, who didn't call plays at LSU as the OC in over his head. But it was Teddy's fault. According to Matt Rule, to David Tepper, and to a lot of the fan base, that was mad as hell over Teddy Bridgewater when no one expected him to be any good that season. So where did that lead us? To trying to find a new quarterback. They had a deal agreed in principle with the Detroit Lions to send Teddy Bridgewater and the seventh overall pick to Detroit for Matthew Stafford. Matthew Stafford, meanwhile, was in Cabo hanging out with Sean McVay, and they had this amazing bromance and realization of, you know what would be great? If I came to play quarterback in L.A. at the shiny new SoFi Stadium. And that's what he did. He said, you know what? I don't want to go to Carolina. I want to win because I spent 12 years of my life losing in Detroit. So why the hell would I want to go to Carolina? where they got rid of Cam Newton for Teddy Bridgewater? Why would he want to do that? So he decided not to, and it worked out in his favor. Then that led the Carolina Panthers to Deshaun Watson, who I think had the issues not arise, they might have actually ended up with Deshaun. But instead, he has the civil suits that come up, the criminal counts, and it was a non-starter for Carolina at that point in time, even though they circled back later on before the trade deadline. They had Mac Jones who they looked at on their senior bowl team in Mobile, but he wasn't good enough. Justin Fields, who was obviously going to be there at eight, and they knew that. We watched the Carolina Panthers confidential throughout the offseason last year leading up to the draft, where they talked about all right, Lawrence going one to Jacksonville, Zach Wilson going two to New York to the Jets, and then San Francisco, either Mac Jones or Trey Lance. So they knew that Fields would be available. But instead of waiting till the eighth pick, To take Justin Fields, they decided that they would rather have Sam Darnold for a second, fourth, and sixth-round pick, plus whoever the eighth pick was, over Matt Jones, who Matt Rule later on, prior to the Week 9 matchup against New England, said he thought he'd be a good starting quarterback. But it wasn't good enough. And he decided he didn't want Justin Fields either. Instead, they landed with Sam Darnold. All in due part because the owner... David Tepper is not patient enough to sit back and wait for a quarterback to develop. He's not patient enough to sit back and watch a football team be built correctly. That's why we're here having this conversation about yet another embarrassment for the Carolina Panthers. They were the thirstiest team in the National Football League for Deshaun Watson. Back in October before the trade deadline, they didn't even care about the criminal issues. They're like, you know what, whatever. We just want a quarterback. We'll take him. But that wasn't going to happen. They didn't. Houston decided, no, we're not going to do the deal in good faith. We're not going to do the deal. Miami, they were out of it. They wanted to speak to Deshaun. Same case with David Tepper wanted to speak to Deshaun. It didn't happen. So we sat back, watched Sam Darnold play terrible. We had a great ten days when Cam Newton came back, and after that, it was just some of the worst football that we've ever seen here in the twenty-seven seasons of the Carolina Panthers. But there was hope—hope hope that maybe the Carolina Panthers could find a way out of this quarterback purgatory that they put themselves into i understand that with cam newton the shoulder issues and the foot and the injuries that he that with the first two years of david tepper's ownership why tepper would want to move on from cam newton it makes perfect sense not the guy you drafted he's at injuries he's kind of getting up there you look at his playing style which has always been something that people bring up all the time but really it's his arm does he have the same mobility, the same arm strength. Is he the same guy that we saw in 2015? Not even 2015, but we saw in 2017. And David Sepper thought, you know what? Let's move on. I'm not a doctor. You're not a doctor. Matt Rule's here. Matt Rule's intimidated by Cam. Let's move on and try and figure something else out. That's what led them into the quarterback purgatory. Bridgewater was a fine solution, at least for the time being. Three years, $63 million never made a ton of sense, but it was really only a two-year deal. And if you have him for one season, while you try to establish a culture and then draft a quarterback in a quarterback rich draft things would be just fine you could have given the organization the fan base and the carolinas someone to get behind and to believe in. but he didn't want to do that he wanted to go find that quarterback so they whiffed on it last offseason but coming into this offseason there was possibly a chance we had the conversation about hey russell wilson went to nc state maybe he'll want to come back here that was never going to happen aaron Rodgers is going to leave green bay that was never going to happen, even if they brought in James Campen, wasn't going to happen. So what did that leave them? Okay, Deshaun Watson, last domino potentially that could fall. And I told y'all, at that point in time, if they could get Deshaun, and he became available, then you go all in to try and bring him in. Yes, you have all the civil issues and all the things that he's been accused of, which is heinous and disgusting, and it's been really a poor way the media has handled the conversation since last Friday for a lot of people who aren't even bringing it up. Like, yeah, we can talk about his trade value, but can we also talk about what he's accused of in 22 active civil suits that have no end in sight? But still, I told y'all that if Deshaun Watson ever became available and the criminal part was gone, then fine, go after him. If you don't do that, then you need to ride with Sam Darnold or find another alternative, either through the draft or by bringing in a veteran free agent. So they go after Deshaun Watson. And at the beginning of the process, you're thinking, okay, the Panthers got a pretty good shot at this. David Tepper hired a private investigator who's been down there in Harris County, Texas, all this time. And you also have Sean Ryan, the former quarterback coach, for Deshaun back in Houston. He's here in Carolina. Possibly with all those guys here together, that might help bring Deshaun Watson. You felt pretty good about it. Vegas had Carolina as the top odds, and everyone who's been reporting on it has talked about how the Panthers are desperate for a quarterback and they have an aggressive owner like Peter Schrager had brought up and that the Carolina Panthers could go out and try and bring Deshaun Watson in Carolina. Well, then New Orleans came into the mix. And if you think about it, Panthers, Saints, been to the playoffs four times in the last five years, haven't been to the playoffs since 2017, got rid of their franchise quarterback and all the other great players have left and their coaches won 10 games in the last two years. Would I rather go there? Or would I rather go to New Orleans, even though Sean Payton's gone, but an organization that's one that does not care what the salary cap is, they'll find a way. And then Cleveland comes in, which not really concerned about Cleveland. They pissed off Baker Mayfield. He might be an option now for the Carolina Panthers. Never was really all that concerned about Cleveland because who wants to live in Cleveland? It's also a dumpster fire of an organization, but the wild card was the Atlanta Falcons. Home is where the heart is. That's at least that's what they tell me. My heart is ripped to pieces about my home because, God, this team stinks. Once Atlanta came in, all bets are off. Three-fourths of the NFC South was in. Tom Brady's back in Tampa, which put the onus on all three of the teams, Panthers, Bucks, and Saints. Sorry, Panthers, Falcons, and Saints, to figure out what they're going to do at quarterback. Now, Brady's only—it's only a short-term issue. I think he might play till he's – I don't know if he's ever going to stop playing. But the thought is it's only a short time, short-term time. short issue, but it's still an issue. And Carolina wanted to go find their guy, and they hoped that would be Deshaun Watson. But Deshaun Watson met with the Panthers and Saints on Monday, moved on, met the Browns on Tuesday, had a, the red carpet rolled out for him on Wednesday back home in Atlanta. Met with the other three teams in Houston, but then went down to Atlanta back home, was hanging out with his agent. Kyle Pitts, apparently all the Atlanta dignitaries are down there and started to make a lot of sense for him and come to find out on Thursday night, tonight, Deshaun Watson had pretty much already counted out Carolina and Cleveland on Wednesday, but we found out earlier on today on Thursday that he was not going to Cleveland. And we found out tonight around 945, whenever Kentucky was losing to St. Peters, that Deshaun Watson was not coming to Carolina and can you really blame them? Are you really surprised? And this is what I've been saying. And I understand people wanting a quarterback because if you don't have a quarterback in a league, you don't have a chance. But you have to build the team properly. There's a bad offensive line among the worst in the NFL last year. 52 sacks, fifth worst in the National Football League. Your running back's been injured. You only have one wide receiver you can count on because Robbie Anderson regressed. Was that the quarterback play? Was that his attitude? I don't know. He's had one good season his entire career in the National Football League. So I'm not really sold on Robbie Anderson right now. The wide receiver you drafted in the second round, Terrace Marshall, had injury issues when you drafted him, and did nothing for you last year. Shai Smith didn't really bring anything at all. The defense was great. But still, this is not an organization that has been in a position to add a quarterback. I've been saying they're not a quarterback away for a while. And even if they brought Watson here. And say that it was only picks and no players. This team is not a quarterback away. But for whatever reason, the owner does not understand that. And he thinks that if I get a quarterback, then everything will magically be great. The field goal kicker will start making kicks. The punter will be better. The offensive line will start blocking. We'll have better safeties. We'll have a linebacker next to Shaq Thompson. They'll be able to stop the run, get a quarterback, and everything's magically fixed. From the very beginning here in Carolina, once Matt Rule got here, and after that first season, David Tepper has been trying to cheat the process of properly building a football team. The first year, they completely ignored the offensive side of the ball. I understand they lost a ton on the defensive side of the ball, like Bruce Irvin left. You saw Mario Addison leave. You saw a ton of Gerald McCoy, who got injured. You saw a lot of defensive players that were key for that team leave. They cut Eric Reed. And then you also saw some Luke Keekley So a lot of defensive players left. And I get why they wanted to build on this defensive side of the ball. But at some point in time, you have to look at, the, say, the offensive line, which it wasn't really new here in Carolina, that it's not good. And yet they didn't put any resources in it. Until last year, on the first day of free agency, when they signed Cam Irving and Pat Elfline, who over the three prior, prior years in the National Football League, were among the bottom five offensive linemen, according to Pro Football Focus. And those were the first two signings of free agency. And what do you know? They come in, they get hurt when they're on the field. They're terrible. The Carolina Panthers don't have a Matt Rule problem, don't have a lack of a quarterback problem. They have a David Tepper problem. You can eventually find a quarterback. You can eventually hire a different head coach. You can do it all the time. The Browns have tried to do it, and how has that worked out for them? What does Jimmy Haslam and David Tepper share in common? Well, they had a lot of money. Where did they come from before they started being majority owners in the National Football League? Pittsburgh Steelers. Pittsburgh, Rooney family, six Super Bowls, the cream of the crop in the National Football League, best-run franchise out there. But yet, people who come from there, for whatever reason, aren't able to replicate it because they want to do it their way. Jimmy Haslam is also a booster there at the University of Tennessee. If you all paid attention, the last 15 years in Knoxville, complete dumpster fire, no alignment. And also just the water in East Tennessee turns people insane, but it ain't working with Cleveland. And you've seen them fire coaches, bringing quarterbacks, fire coaches, bringing quarterbacks, fire coaches, bringing quarterbacks. It ain't working now here in Carolina. David Tepper got all this money. Everyone gets excited when he first comes here because he puts the logo on the field as if that ever meant anything at all. And then he's drinking beer with fans. Hell yeah, he's the people's billionaire, the benevolent billionaire. That's our guy. Things are worse than when we had Jerry Richardson running it like a mom and pop shop. The Fortune 500 company here on 800 South Mint Street is going bankrupt because Mr. Wall Street has his hands all over this football team and doesn't know what he's doing. And until he takes a step back, it's going to be a poverty franchise. That's what we're dealing with here in Carolina. David Zepper has no idea what he's doing and I'll, I'll give him this. I appreciate how he took time building the organizations, business side, getting a guy like Tom Glick, who by the way, instrumental in bringing Charlotte FC, all of a sudden leaves right before the season starts after 2 years and bringing the team here to Charlotte never even get to see him play a game same thing with their technical director Mark Nichols he's like actually I want to leave Charlotte I'm going to go to Columbus the Columbus crew one of the original teams in MLS decides to leave right before the season head coach apparently almost quit right before the season so the soccer things aren't going great but I give him credit for some of the things he's done on the business side a diversity of it at least when it comes to women and those power positions I know one of his his wife Nicole, she's getting a job. Just got a promotion, but he's been good there. And in the front office, I like Scott Fitterer. Actually had an NFL experience, unlike the head coach that he hired. And he should have hired a GM at the same time he hired Matt Rule. But instead, he decided to keep Marty Herney around so they could, you know, eat meatballs and hang out with each other, have a drinking buddy, could show them the ropes of how to run a football team, even though Marty does not know how to run a football team. And keeping Marty Herney around meant that Matt Rule got to have control. And that's part of the problem the Panthers are in right now with all the poor personnel decisions. So David Tepper, yeah, I like Scott Fitterer. Thanks to Suleiman, picking him off from uh, Pittsburgh was great. Pat Stewart, good. There's some good people in here. Dan Morgan, homecoming. Yeah, I love that. None of that matters because it all starts at the top. And the owner is among the worst in the National Football League. The biggest competitive advantage in sports, is ownership. We've seen it here in town with the Charlotte Hornets. When Michael Jordan was in the draft room and he was deciding what they should do and the Frank Kaminsky deal and all that, and having Rod Higgins as a general manager, one of his right-hand men who had no business being in charge of an NBA front office and how bad the team was and then getting someone like Rich Cho, who the food blogger, who has no really great interpersonal skills, is running the organization because Michael can do everything that he wants. But once he hired a real adult and decided I'm going to take a step back and let Mitch Kupchak, who's won championships, mind you, in L.A., where they've won 17, but still knows how to win, think things have gotten better. And the Hornets aren't where they want to be yet. People need to be patient, calm the hell down. They'll be there eventually. Maybe they don't have the right head coach, but you got to eventually build it, and then we'll see what happens. But we haven't even gotten there with the Carolina Panthers because the owner hasn't humbled himself to the point where he recognizes, well, damn, maybe I'm the problem. Maybe it's not the coach, which, you know, yeah, it's not great. It's certainly not the city. Great place to live. Not the fan base. These people are all about this team ever since Cam came here, especially maybe it's me until he does that. There's no reason to expect anything to change here in Carolina. And that just sucks, honestly. And that's the thing about David Tepper that that ticks me off the most is like, and I felt this when he came here. Dude comes over from Pittsburgh. He's a rich guy coming down to the South, and you know how we treat people who you know who aren't from the South, and what and they want to have these grand ideas of what our region or what our city should look like. I felt like David Tepper would do a lot of good things for our city, but I also thought that he would try to force his way. Onto certain projects and wants his Charlotte to be a part of his own image and his own creation, as he talked about how, oh, this should be the entertainment capital of the Carolinas. It already was, dude. It's not Greenville, not Raleigh, not Charleston. Like, where the hell else would it be? It already is. But that's what he wanted. That's his grand plan and the the facility out in Rock Hill. When you see how that's going, Charlotte City Council, if you're watching, listening, sheep, wake up. That's how it's going to happen when he wants us to pay for a stadium. Exact same thing. So you have seen the blueprint of how that's a dumpster fire and that's on pause, how the organization's a dumpster fire, how the soccer team, albeit early stages, has had people leave. It's a David Tepper problem. Now, the big cat, Jerry Richardson, not a great person. I really attribute a lot of the issues that he had to being an old man from South Carolina. And it, yeah, there's nothing, you can't really say a lot about him. And I, I will say at least this about the two guys that used to be here and George Shin and Jerry Richardson. At least those dudes cared about the region. Like they were from here. At least they actually cared. And you give them credit for at least bringing the team here. And if out, without the Hornets and the first seven seasons of sold out games and leading a, the NBA in attendance, you don't have the Carolina Panthers. So George Shin, who stole my childhood, you give him credit for that. He also had his own issues and the sexual assault nature that led him to leave. He's turned around his life. He's a big benefactor to Lipscomb University down there in Nashville. And he's moved on and seems to be happier now. I mean, it's a, that was a tough part of his life, but at least he cared about the region and Jerry Richardson for all his flaws. At least he cared about Charlotte in the region, but David effort to come in here and think that he's going to build this city. He's going to, bring this organization to the 21st century. And like, at, at, like he built Charlotte. He didn't build Charlotte. Men like Hugh McCall built Charlotte men like Johnny Harris built Charlotte. He didn't build Charlotte years he here, man. How long? I don't know. But right now I'm not feeling good about it. All right. I got to get a read in here for you guys. Uh, tournament's going on. So y'all need to go out there and bet. So it's that time of the year again, from all this latest odds, contest and pro- player props, BetOnline.net is the number one source for all your sports betting needs and info. BetOnline remains the best spot for all your sports scores, podcasts, and news this season. And it's not just basketball. BetOnline is your continued source for all the sports wagering information needs, including live betting in your favorite Vegas casino games. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action. BetOnline where the game starts.
3: If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day.
0: And I was hoping to sit here and enjoy March Madness. And I see you guys putting comments there. I'll try to get to them. I'm just kind of going off. I see what you guys are saying. If he i don't know, and I see Will right there saying that he's gonna threaten to leave short. Like, where's he gonna go? Where's he gonna go? St. Louis has already they kicked their native son, Stan Crockey out. Said, like, go away. We don't want to pay for your stadium. Go, go away. Had the at least he had the decency to build his own and pay for it in LA. And that's worked out really well for him. And Arsenal, the other club he owns, is doing really well, owns the Avalanche. They're doing really well. Nuggets doing really well. Stan Crockey's actually not bad of an owner. If you come to think about it. At least he had the decency to do that, which David Zapper's already said. A third of it, my money. A third of it, your money. A third of it, PSL owner money. So pretty much two thirds of it, your money. Third of it, my money. Even though I'm the richest owner in the NFL, and another owner has already paid for their stadium before, that just tells you who David Tapper is. So beware. That's that's him, man. But no, he's not going to move the team. Like they're not going to San Diego. Like no city. Cities are starting to learn. At least the ones that are smart enough that the whole public-private partnership thing, uh. Eh, that ain't really what it is, man. So what now? And that's going to be the question everyone's going to wonder. Like, well, what do, where do the Panthers go now? <sighs> I don't know, man. I think they got to ride it out with Sam Darnold. You can't have Sam be the only quarterback on the roster. P.J. Washington's back, of course. No, not Washington. P.J. Walker. I do that all the time especially when they go on Lockdown Hornets. P.J. Walker's back, restricted free agent. He's going to be here in Carolina next season. So fine, he's back. And then you got Sam, because you can't get rid of him. No one's going to trade for him. There's no other suckers out there. The biggest sucker in the National Football League resides here in Charlotte, as we saw last year, when no one was bidding for Sam Darnold. And Darnold is going for more than Carson Wentz. And Wentz is almost had a freaking... MVP season back when the Eagles won the Super Bowl. Like be- before he blew out his knee at the Coliseum in LA, dude would have won the MVP, but he did, but he would have won the MVP. So yeah, I feel like he had a ride with Darnold. You bring back, I mean, PJ's already back, and then you have a decision. Either you draft a quarterback or you bring in a Mariota type. For me, I look at this draft class and I'm not, and I'm sure. Of the Desmond Ritters, Malik Willis's, Kenny Pickett, Sam Howell, Matt Corral, maybe even Carson Strong. I'm sure one, maybe two of them, went up being a half decent quarterback. But next year, when you look at CJ Stroud, you look at Bryce Young, the Heisman Trophy winner, Spencer Rattler, who was thought to be the number one overall pick. He's now at South Carolina. Can he redeem himself? The potential is, I mean, Keaton Slovis, too, now at Pitt. He was someone who's talked about that could have been a top quarterback. That might be a deeper class next season. But eventually, you got to get a quarterback. We've gone through one offseason without getting for a, drafting a rookie quarterback in 2020. And then you get the general manager, and you bypass a quarterback-rich draft last season. Even though we've only seen, I mean, Davis Mills looks really good as a third-rounder. And Mac Jones is in a good situation. Trevor. Looks like it's a better situation down there in Jacksonville, especially with Doug Peterson, a former Super Bowl winning head coach, as his head coach now. We've seen we've seen maybe a couple of those guys will be good. Like you go back to 2018 and Baker Mayfield, someone we're going to talk about here in a minute, I know a lot of y'all are going to want to see, that 18 draft. He was drafted number one overall. He's probably done in Cleveland. So that didn't work out. They, Josh Rosen didn't work out. Sam Darnold, as you know, didn't work out. Josh Allen, been tremendous. Lamar's been an MVP. He's been great. Hasn't been signed yet. Two of the five turn out to be good quarterbacks, and that's quarterback Ritz draft. And I'm guessing last year will be the same case. Maybe two of the five will end up being good. And then with this class, who knows? It's all really a crapshoot. At some point in time, you got to just draft one, bring them in, develop them, and see what happens. You can't keep trying to cheat the quarterback process. At this point in time, it's very clear. That the top quarterbacks don't want to play here in Carolina they have no interest in coming here to Carolina you have a lame duck head coach Ben McAdoo a freaking OC they are not even sure who is gonna if they're gonna have an offensive line good enough to protect them I like the Corbett signing we'll see where Christensen fits in I like Taylor Moten and at this point now too like you're looking at the draft like the pick obviously it should be left tackle you should continue to try to build the offensive line because if you get the left tackle, number six overall pick, whoever that is, if, if it's pinning or cross, most likely, you get those guys. You put them, You got left tackle. You figure out, I don't know who the guard's going to be. Maybe maybe Deontay Brown, maybe Dennis Daly, uh, maybe Michael Jordan. Then you got Pat Elfline at center where he's better than that guard. Not great, but he's fine. And they brought him in last season with the idea that he would take over at center after Paradise left. And they got him for cheap. They restructured his deal. And then at right guard, you got Corbett. And at right tackle, we got Moten. That's pretty good. You put Darnold behind that, or you put Mariota behind that, or Andy Dalton, that's a better situation than what they had the year before. Now, they got to stay healthy. And as I told y'all, like, if they have 14 different combinations, they are not going to have success. And even had they been healthy, they weren't going to have success last year because they're not very good. So looking at the draft, that's where I kind of feel like they should go. At left tackle. I've been begging for a left tackle for a long time. But at quarterback, it just makes the most sense to stick with Darnold. Don't trade anything. And I, I and I haven't seen anyone say this yet, but the Gardner Minshew thing. Can we please stop? Gardner Minshew is not a franchise quarterback. I'm sure you know that, but he's not valued by anybody. He's the third string quarterback last year in Philly. He's not valued. Why would you give up an asset for Gardner freaking Minshew? I don't care what his salary is. Just because he has a mullet and he played at ECU who no one even knew who he was until he went to the Palouse up in Washington State with the Pirate Mike Leach. No one knew who he was until then. So don't even give me the Carolina connection because he didn't do crap in Greenville. No. No with the Gardner Minshew. Stop doing that. He's not going to be the answer. Don't suggest anyone who's not going to be the answer. Unless they're cheap. Like Mariota. Like Dalton. Like Dalton. Who might want an actual opportunity to start, which Carolina can offer them? What a terrible season of hard knocks is going to be. <laughs> David Tepper embarrassed, and Sam Darnold versus Marcus Mariota, P.J. Walker, or Andy Dalton. That's what we're looking at. Now, other options out there, like if the Falcons do get Deshaun, Matt Ryan, I don't know where he's going to go. He's not going to come to Carolina. I mean, the Falcons, speaking of it, like Baker's aggrieved. Matt Ryan, at least they were up front with him. They kept it a buck, but like that's still messed up. For that city to go through the Vic years and what happened after that, and that tore that fan pace apart and that city apart and all the dynamics down there in Atlanta. And then for Matt Ryan to come in to help them get to the playoffs, be an MVP, and then how they're doing him, like he's not going to come to Carolina. I would hope at the very least they do right by him by sending him to the Colts or to Seattle, give him an opportunity. So looking at the quarterback market there, like Baker, who you are asking me about, what about Baker? I've always loved Baker Mayfield. I've loved Baker Mayfield since the day, that Friday night in 2013, in September down when I was Labor Day weekend, when I was in Atlanta, visiting my buddy at Georgia Tech. I'm a moderate. Elon I was playing them football. I was down there that Friday night. We're at some pizza joint. He got SMU and you got Texas Tech on the screen playing a game on a Friday night. you got this true freshman walk-on quarterback thrown for over 500 yards in his first collegiate starting. Who is this guy? Baker Mayfield, Texas Tech starts off 5 0. Dude was balling, gets hurt, gets screwed over by Kingsbury, who starts Davis Webb. Baker transfers, goes to his childhood favorite school of Oklahoma. Weird guy from Austin, Why to always go to Oklahoma. Goes Oklahoma, gets him to the playoff first year, wins the Heisman Trophy's final year, goes number one overall. I've loved the dude's Moxie since day one. Tore up TCU his entire college career because Gary Patterson wanted him to play like corner or something like that or safety. And they wanted he wanted to change the position and he was always ticked off about that. So he lit, he lit up TCU and that's who Baker is. And I love that attitude about him. That attitude's also what's leading him outside of Cleveland as they just have the the lowest opinion of him. It feels like with the report that came from Chris Mortensen, that they want an adult in the room the same time while they're trying to get a Deshaun Watson, who was accused of sexual misconduct and assault with his relationships with massage therapists, that's the adult in the room compared to Baker Mayfield, according to Brown. Well, it's no longer their problem. Baker wants to know, he wants to to trade. He's asked for a trade. Cleveland said, nah, we're not giving you a trade. That's a toxic situation. And it can't last. They got to let him go eventually. And I don't know whether Baker will have the ability to choose his destination. Because for Atlanta, with Matt Ryan, as they pushed his $7.5 million roster bonus till Tuesday to give them more time to showed Deshaun why it's going to work out. I would think that Matt gets to choose his spot. And if I'm Matt Ryan, I'm probably going to Indianapolis. Because that, that makes the most sense. Get to play in a dome stadium still. Like, why not? You got, you're, you're leaving in the conference. I'm sure there's something they want to do. I don't know if they're really worried about Matt Ryan, obviously. But I want to do that. If I'm Baker Mayfield, he might not have a choice. Because the, the Colts might be gone. Maybe they're available. Seattle would be a great spot. The, the Seahawks are actively lying to themselves and the entire fan base in the NFL by saying, We love Drew Locke coming out of the draft. Okay, cool. You might have loved them then. And then they're like, Oh, well, Drew Locke, you know, his rookie year, he looked really good. Just didn't, you know, get a lot of help. He had different OC and all that. Come on. Drew Locke's not, he's not, he's not it. You know, you want a quarterback. You, you're not up there with DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett and Chris Carson. You, you're not with the, and then resign some of these guys. You're not, you're not. Cool, Drew Locke. You're looking for a quarterback, and if I'm Baker Mayfield, Seattle wins. I want to go to Seattle. But Carolina, I think Matt Rule would be a sucker for Baker Mayfield. Absolutely, because Matt always talks about those football guys and that kind of attitude, the process, the process, standard to stand, all that kind of stuff. He would be a sucker for Baker Mayfield. I think Baker's a good player. Rookie year looked good. Kind of, kind of dipped down his second year. Third year, gets him to the playoffs, wins a playoff game, first time in a long time that's happened in Cleveland. Then last year, I applaud him for at least going out there and playing with the torn labrum on his non-throwing shoulder. Things just haven't worked out in Cleveland. Is he a guy who can win you a Super Bowl one day? I don't know. He's clearly not the best quarterback in that draft class. If you're going to draft him again today, you're taking Allen first, and you're going to take uh, Lamar, then you're going to take Baker, and you're not going to take Donald or Rosen. Rosen who really never got a fair shake, but clearly he's not good enough. Well, Baker, I would be willing to do that. The only problem is we got to stop chasing quarterbacks. And if they hadn't already done the Darnold thing, then I'd be like, yeah, let's go after Baker Mayfield. But the fact they've done a the Darnold thing, and I know Baker's way better than Sam Darnold. I just don't have the appetite to keep chasing after quarterbacks we're not quite sure about. And for Cleveland, and they're a, they're a dumpster an organization, and it's not like the Carolina Panthers aren't either right now. But the fact that they are getting rid of the only quarterback that's done anything for them. And like the last, since they came back to Cleveland is Adam is insane. Yeah. This guy doesn't, Roy doesn't want Baker. I mean, I, 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 like Baker. I, I don't know if he's their answer. And here's and the thing too, like you get, you trade for Baker. He's going into his fifth year option and you, what are you gonna do with Sam Darnold? You got to pay two fifth year options. You're not gonna be able to get rid of Sam Darnold. So you got, you're paying Baker and he's going to want a contract. And if you if he didn't play well, then you wasted assets for a player you had for one season, you probably didn't accomplish anything. So at this point for me, just let it be Sam Darnold. Or Sam Darnold plus a veteran. I just, I don't love, ideally for me at this point, because we'll see how everything plays out. I don't want to sit here hosting a Daily Panthers podcast and say everything, the season's over. I don't want to say that. Cause we got a long way to go. I just, for me at this point is we'll see how the rest of free agency plays out. I just am looking at this as potentially three wasted years with Matt rule and with David Tepper getting his own guy and have five straight losing seasons under his ownership does not feel good for anybody. Even though we never saw the collapse that occurred in 2018 and 2019, we had a lot of hopes coming into that season before that week three preseason game in New England where Cam hurt his foot, and that was the season right then and there. And a lot of you people, for whatever reason, talked yourself into Kyle Allen, which was just the, the dumbest thing I've ever seen here in Carolina. The dumbest thing that people were stupid enough to think Kyle Allen was actually good. The guy who couldn't beat out Kyle Postma back at Houston, that guy was going to, be the franchise like that was so stupid I just I rather than bite the bullet they made this mistake now they have to deal with it they need to bite the bullet and coach Darnold they talked about how he's got the physical traits the arm strength we think we can fix his footwork his mechanics he can be a good quarterback he was came out of the college third overall for the Jets Scott liked him coming out when he was evaluating him, even though they already had Russell Wilson in Seattle, all the things that you said that you liked about him, then you should still like about him now, even after watching that season. Because, hey, you you talked yourself into it last season, even though that's not the guy you wanted. It's better than them lying to the fan base again and telling them, hey, this is the guy that we really want. That's not the case. You got him. He's young. Coach him up. Bring Ben McAdoo's here. Apparently reports are he wasn't a huge Darnold fan, but coach him up. That's their job, right? To coach the players, to develop the players. If that's their job, that's what they need to do. So that's why I want to see them do coach them up, bring in competition. Don't pay a lot of money to do it. See who wins out. I mean, go with it. They'll probably be bad rule be gone. And hopefully Tepper gets it right the next time. Cause at this point, What else are you going to do? <laughs> I guess you can draft a quarterback. I just, again, I don't love, I don't love any of the options. I got to get one more reading here. I'm going to get out of here soon. All right. Telling you guys about Bilt Bar. This is the time of the year where we've pretty much given up on our all our New Year's resolutions. Your resolution probably should have been to give up on the Panthers. Maybe you can do that for Lent, but we're not going to do that. We're going to stick around, and we're going to stick to our resolution of eating right. And thanks to Bilt Bar. It almost feels like we don't really have a resolution because we actually enjoy eating them. Have y'all enjoy, have y'all tried the Built Bar Puffs? If you haven't, you're missing out on one of Built Bar's best tasting bars. Puffs are the first ever protein infused marshmallow. They're fluffy, they're marshmallowy. They're not just a protein bar, they're a treat and they're covered in 100% real chocolate. Matter of fact, all Built Bars are covered in 100% real chocolate. Yes, puffs included. So go to BuiltBar.com right now and use promo code LOCKEDON or LOCKED15 and get 15% off.
2: Prices are based on rating plans that vary by state. Coverage options are selected by the customer. Availability, amount of discounts and savings, and eligibility vary by state.
0: Oh, man. Um, I'll say this to close out. David Tepper's got to speak to the public. I said this before when he brought back Matt Rule. And he said Rome's not built in a day. And despite saying that, and, you know, you got to be patient. Can you sit here for long, for short-term suffering, for long-term success and sustained success and all that? But he wasn't willing to practice what he preaches. We need to hear from him. Why is Matt Rule still here? Why did you go after Deshaun Watson? Knowing what he was accused of. Yeah, the criminal part's over with. And it's until proven guilty. I understand how things work here in America. We also understand the legal system's not perfect. That's a lot of women. And a lot of them to be lying, kind of hard to believe. But, hey, innocent man until proven guilty. And we'll see how it all plays out. And I'm sure for a lot of Panther fans, they're, they're relieved that Deshaun's not coming here. I, I've been honest with y'all. As much as I would love the player to be here, the person certainly concerns me. And what he's accused of and bring him in this community. When we've had the issues that we've had with Greg Hardy and Ray Carruth. And I'm not going to say that they're all the same. Obviously, they're not. They're entirely different situations. But Jerry Richardson never did anything, man, ever for that family. Never did a thing. And that never sat right with me. How you can have a player come to this community, kill this woman, and you never help out her mother and that child at any point. I never understood that. And then when it came to Greg Hardy, never heard anything. From the big cat ever, didn't sit right with me. So we've dealt with stuff like that. We dealt with the George Shin scandal, and then uh, talk about we're not gonna be a place that, that does that does NDAs non disclosure agreements. We're not gonna be that kind of place. We're gonna change the culture, and then actually we're gonna change the culture until it means we can get a franchise quarterback. And, and hey, I understand they're betting on you, me, who anyone who might be upset by it ain't gonna care. Once the team starts winning and it would have been right. And they'll absolutely be right in Atlanta or New Orleans, wherever it's going to be. They'll absolutely be right. That as long as they win, butts are filled in no seats and they're winning games and no one's going to care. Cause that's just how we operate here in this country. Unfortunately, And we care way more about the talent of the player than we do about what's right and what's wrong. That's the national football league that's sports. That's that's human nature. That's just the way the world is. Unfortunately, but he's got an answer to that. He needs an answer to why back when the trade deadline was going on, why he was interested in Sean Watson without the criminal stuff being figured out. He needs the answer why he was interested in him even after that was over. And then there's still these 22 civil cases. Why were you so interested in this man for over a year? Knowing all the things that he's accused of and the likelihood of possibly maybe some of the accusations actually being true. What made you think that was a good idea And how is that changing the culture here in Carolina? Those are the tough questions that he needs to answer. And about Matt Rule, about the overall quarterback search and where we are right now heading to the fifth year of his ownership and why the Panthers aren't anywhere closer today than they were the first day he took over the team back in the summer of 2018 to winning a Super Bowl. Why is that? We need to hear from him. The only thing we've seen from him lately is the soccer team. And who cares about MLS? I know a lot of your fans about MLS. It's a terrible product. I hope they do well because I'm from Charlotte, but come on. It's, it's just so bad. I watched the Chelsea-Liverpool game after watching the first game. It is a completely different sport. But, hey, I'll be supportive of them in terms of they're my team, and my, or they're the team of my city, and people like them, but come on. And, no, he's not investing more in the MLS team than he is the NFL team. The MLS salary cap's like $6 million. The NFL salary cap is $208 million. They have $100 billion dollars. Um, TV deal. You really think he cares more about the MLS team? He's not ignoring this team, man. That's wild. But he needs to answer. He really does, because at this point in time, he's gonna lose a lot of people in this fan base. He might have lost him by even going after Watson. And you looked at Joe Person and the poll that he had in the Athletic, and seventy percent of Panther fans saying they weren't comfortable with Deshaun Watson coming here. The ones that were polled. Not everybody. That's what he, the people that he, that were polled. I I, I answered those questions. I said the same thing. As much as I would love the quarterback, the person, I just I don't like it. Would it make my job easier to talk about a winning football team? Obviously, I don't want to come up here and have these kind of conversations that we had tonight because this is not fun. Panthers used to be fun. Cam made the funnest, the most fun team in the league. Those were great years. Even when Jake and Smitty were here, we had fun. But now it's a drag. As we look at it, March 17th, March 18th, if you're listening on Friday, is anyone looking forward to next season at all? We'll see how it plays out. And I feel like the only way to give this franchise any hope is with a rookie quarterback. But even then, people aren't really all that sold in that quarterback. Maybe they can say some things. Maybe they look good in training camp, and we get to the point where it's like, hell, hey, actually, you know, maybe this guy might be all right after all. Yeah, and you're right, Mark. David Tepper does not care, and I'm not. You know, not bursting my bubble. I know this. I know these owners don't give a damn about me. They don't give a damn about you and our feelings. Y'all don't have. To, if you guys don't go to the games, it does not matter. The TV contract is so much money. And the sponsorship is so much money. David Tepper is not going to be impacted by that. He's not concerned about you and your well-being and your family. He doesn't care about that. He cares about himself and the and the almighty dollar. The entire NFL. That's all they care about. I'm not surprised by it. I know that. Doesn't make it any doesn't make me feel any better about knowing the truth. And, I, and, I've, and I've always, I guess I heard one time saying, you know, the sooner you understand how the world works, better off you'll be. The almighty dollar always wins, man. And that's all David Zepper cared about when he went after Deshaun Watson. So recognize he's not care about you, does not care about your feelings. Yeah, his ego's probably bruised right now, but come tomorrow morning, they're gonna try and figure out a way to fix this. And I hope it's just them sitting there on their hands and letting it be. They got another linebacker today. I think Damian Wilson, who had a career year in Jacksonville. So you got a starting middle linebacker, you got a starting free safety in Xavier Woods. You got some of the young guys that you've had the last couple of years who's got an opportunity to step up defensively. It doesn't look like Gilmore's coming back. I heard the last uh, thing I heard was that he was possibly going to go to the Raiders, which they have really been aggressive. Good for them. Just got Devontae Adams. Must be nice. Defense, I'm not really that worried about It's Gonna be a little bit different with a lot of the younger guys having to step up. They, they're ready. And then offensively, can't expect much, man. Can't expect much at all. And then as far as Cam goes, Cam already said to y'all, I ain't coming back for no 5-12. and 12. Like It's going to be worse next year. It feels like it's going to be worse. So we'll see how it play, how it plays out. And y'all should want more for Cam Newton. I know it might make you feel I – mean, it might excite you. And as I said, it was a fun 10 days. But once – man, once Miami happened, it's like, oh, boy, here we go. we are got to watch Cam play bad. And that was always the question I asked to y'all. I was like, what happens if he plays bad? What happens then? Then <laughs> then we're sitting here and I, well, there's a built-in excuse. He didn't have the opportunity of an off season with the Panthers and only the and playing and all that kind of stuff. Maybe with a full off season, off season program that he could potentially come in and play better next year. I think he would play better than Sam Darnold. but still, that's not the long-term answer. And, and they've made it very clear that they're not really interested in being a starting quarterback. And again, you shouldn't want more for Cam Newton. Other than to come back to an organization of a head coach, who throws him under the bus an owner who kicked him out the door. And it, Team, that's just going nowhere. Let him go be a backup somewhere else and let him enjoy potentially winning. That's what we should want for Cam at this point in his career because it doesn't look like he's a starter anymore, unfortunately. Maybe, I don't know. I I still want to believe in Cam Newton. But as far as his time here in Carolina, damn, Akron's up at the half against UCLA. Um, Nah, I just don't see it. I don't know. I don't know what the. I haven't look. I've been on here for like the last like fifty minutes with you guys, so I have no ideas. I'm seeing you. Know, people are like, "This is what I heard." I don't know what's actually real in terms of what they offered. Um, I'm sure we'll find out down the road um, what they actually offered. And that will be great. P and P. Who's P and P? I don't know. I, is where did they get that from? I, the pan. I know. I know who P and P. I don't know who who they got that from. But until I see it from like Schefter or like someone like that, like Aaron Wilson i'm cool with that but like that it, yeah so you're saying three first a two or and then burns and chin i have a hard time believing that they were giving up burns and chin because that would make no sense um but hey the panthers do things that make no sense but hey tournaments on my favorite time of the year hijacked by sean watson and the ineptitude of the carolina panthers stand and cheer <laughs> pride of both carolinas at least they used to be all right. That's all I got for y'all. Thanks again for listening to the show. Make sure again to rate review, subscribe to the show on Apple podcast and on Spotify. Follow me there and wherever you listen to this podcast. And please subscribe to the YouTube channel over 450 subscribers so far. Let's get to 500 really trying to get to like over a thousand. Let's get more people to see this. Um, again, I'm going to try like this is just me down, not feeling good doing it live. I want to uh, I'm going to be more positive moving forward. Like let's start actually on Monday trying to find solutions and see how things cannot be terrible but you know i'm just gonna speak with the heart i'm gonna be honest like my kid who grew up here in charlotte who loves this city and it would be great for our teams to be good man and it just stinks to sit here and to have to talk about just the depressed the depressing state of the carolina panthers and i want so much more for the organization but i want so much more for the city and it just stinks that we're sitting here right now but, you know there's way more important things in life other than, you know, the football team, whether they win or not. So, and I, and I recognize that, but still, it does mean a lot to a lot of people. And it's fun on Sundays to be able to sit back there with your friends and have a cold one and go to the stadium, enjoy the game, and watch your Panthers win. That's just not where we're at right now. But starting on Monday, <laughs> positive vibes only. <sighs> Damn. And let's, uh, let's hope for the best. So, enjoy enjoy your weekend. Thanks, everybody, who joined the live stream. and. Um, thanks everyone who listened to the podcast and, you know, hit me up on Twitter at Julian council, follow me. And then the Friday mailbag will be back next week, but until then, uh, stay safe and keep pounding. Seriously, keep pounding, likely beers. And I will talk to y'all on Monday.